we are all incredibly unique individuals with so much to offer the world. And by stifling our voices of sharing what we have to offer, we're doing a disservice to who we would otherwise be helping, period. Mm -hmm. This is Heart of the Story, and I'm Nadine Kenny Johnstone. I'm a writer and a writing coach who helps women develop and publish their memoirs and essays. But most importantly, I'm a human who's always trying to figure out what my soul is saying. Each week, I'll share stories and tips of healing, hope, and following my heart so that you'll feel inspired to follow yours. Hi, friends. So today I have a wonderful guest with me on the podcast. Her name is Ashton August, and you are going to love her because she is a multitude of things, but like us, she is a creative, she is a spiritual seeker, she is a yogi, and in fact, she is the founder of Yogi Approved. So Yogi Approved is a yoga and wellness digital magazine but also she's the founder of YA classes. So these are online yoga and fitness membership classes. There's a membership platform and they plant a tree for every class a member completes. (laughs) So I discovered Ashton, I was writing an article for Yogi Approved and we got connected there and I thought she would be a really great guest for this community. So Ashton, welcome to Heart of the Story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here, Nadine. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Why don't you introduce yourself in a more robust way, things we might not know about you? Where in the world are you? How do your days go? Tell us more about you. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am currently back home in sunny Tucson, Arizona. I just spent the last month uh, van lifing through mostly Colorado and a little bit of Utah with my husband for filming more YA classes. So it was a really fun adventure to be on the road and creating a lot of new content for our online yoga platform. And I'm also very excited to be back home. (laughs) And not be living out of a van and to be getting back into a normal routine. That's where I have been. We're both Colorado natives originally. So it's always really fun to go back to our community and film there where we're from. In addition to that, thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I am also an author. I, even before yoga, which I found at 19 and began teaching in my early 20s, I was a writer first and foremost. In fact, Nadine, this is so funny. I was at my mom's house for a bit when I was just home and I came across all of my old school papers and projects Mm -hmm. and grades and all of that. But my favorite discovery was the first book of poetry that I published (laughs) (laughs) and it was in third grade. And I got to say, some of those are really profound still. I was really impressed with my third grade self. Um, Others were a little interesting, but it was such a fun discovery. And it's always really fun to kind of go down that, you know, your past childhood and see, wow, I was pretty much the same person then that I'm, <laughs> I am now. <laughs> so I've been writing since I was very young and uh, it's always been my first and foremost joy and passion and what fills me up. And I love talking about it and sharing with other writers, which is why I'm so excited to be here today. So in addition to that, I'm also a motivational speaker and I uh, 
Currently, my focus is on all things yogi approved and YA classes. These are my babies. I recently got married. People ask me, are you guys going to have kids? And I'm like, I have a couple. It's approved. <laughs> it's YA classes. It's my two fur babies. <laughs> my hands are full right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, there's so many good things happening. So let's talk about something that piqued my interest a bunch, which was van life. So yeah. I don't know if you know this, but last summer we sold our home, got an Airstream and road tripped around the country for three months. Oh, and so yeah. it was three people, two dogs and a betta fish in an Airstream. And so- betta fish. <laughs> <laughs> He is the most well-traveled fish ever. Um, and so I'm always curious about when people take the leap and do road tripping for more than a few days. So tell us a bit more about this month of van life and what it looked like to be kind of on a working road trip since you were also filming. Is this something you do regularly or was this just like, let's do it? Oh yeah, it, it is now something that we do regularly. Life is interesting in how oftentimes it can present us with a challenge or one of those situations where you're like, no, no, this can't be happening. And it ends up being a huge blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, so that's what happened to us and what got us into van life was that we had a physical headquarters for Yogi Approved in Denver, Colorado. And it was also where we were offering in-person yoga classes as well as filming all of our classes. And the landlord came to us one day and said, I've sold the entire warehouse complex. You got to get out. Oh, no. When was this? That was shocking. It was uh, 2019. Oh. And so right when 2019 started, our world was turned upside down. And that was when we ultimately pivoted. We actually had another friend in the same warehouse complex who ended up going out of business when that happened. And she had a flower company. So she had a delivery van that she wanted to sell. And we thought we looked at each other and my husband has always wanted to get a van and build it out and do van life. So we said, well, looks like this is our opportunity to do just that. So we took to the road once he built it all out and began going to where our teachers were to film as opposed to having them come to us at the warehouse. So that's how it began. And we've been doing it ever since. And we typically will go for three month stints like you did. So the one month was actually quite easy. <laughs> uh, so, you know, being on the road, as you now know, is beautiful and it can be spontaneous and so rewarding and also quite challenging. Van life is becoming more and more popular. It's funny because when we first did this, people are like, what? You're doing what in a van? What? Okay. <laughs> and yeah. now, you know, there's countless van YouTube channels and Instagram accounts and we'll be on the road. And my husband, Tyler will say, oh, I know that van they're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So it's yeah. a cool community. You know, it's a great kind of community feeling and it's so fun to travel. I actually grew up traveling with my grandparents every summer in their Winnebago. So it's fun full circle for me to be back kind of in that same you know, lifestyle, if you will. And yet again, getting back to the realness of it, it's a challenge to stay in the routine of being productive, working regularly, working out, being able to practice yoga, even eating healthy, you know, because oftentimes yeah. you're just starving and you're stopping, you know, wherever there's a place to get a bite to eat. So yeah. it has its challenges. And yet I absolutely love doing it. Yeah. I, I totally agree on both counts. Yeah. It's beautiful and magical and also hard yeah, <laughs> at the exactly. same time. 
we take yeah. our two dogs too. So we've got the full house as well. And <laughs> Airstreams are so fun though. On, on our first night that we took this last one month van trip, we stopped at a vineyard because there's actually an app that it's called Harvest Host. And it's yep. where, oh, you know it? Uh-huh. Oh, awesome. So we use it. And for anyone listening, it's an app that you can then go stay at any participating vineyard for free. And of course, they appreciate if you support them and buy a glass or a bottle of wine. But the first night that we did that in Las Cruces, New Mexico, we met another couple that had just gotten Airstream and sold their house and no plans for the future beyond they're doing it, you know? So it was really cool to see. And Airstreams are such an interesting community in and of themselves as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what we noticed is that it became kind of a conversation piece. We would pull up in a campground or in a park and people start talking and it was like, oh, wow, this is really a good way to connect with people that we didn't even anticipate. And so what have been some of your favorite places to see Mm. on the road? Oh, great question. White Sands, New Mexico. We went the day after Las Cruces. Blew my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. It's in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico. And all of a sudden, as far as you can see in any direction, is very fine, crystalline white sand. It looks like snow. And then there's huge sand dunes. So you can just run up and down. And Tyler was doing little flips off it. And the dogs were just so happy. And it's a really cool place. Fun fact, Boys to Men filmed a music video there. Oh, well. <laughs> well, now I have to go. They were now the first CD I ever owned. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See? Yep. It's it's a treasure for more reasons than one. Um, so that was absolutely incredible. As was the Northern California coast. Big Sur. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning. Um, Mm. And then and then finally, I'll end with the random and unexpected turns, literally, that you take off the highway when you see, let's say, a perfectly preserved ghost town in the Mm. middle of nowhere, California, nearing the um, what was that Nevada border? unbelievable, you know, like seeing things like that, that you never knew existed, that you probably wouldn't have found if you were trying to Google along the way. And then all of a sudden you, you know, you roll up on some incredible discovery. So yeah, it's, it's really fun. Now I have to hear yours. (laughs) Well, I was just uh, at Big Sur a month ago. So I did a podcast about, I was at Esalen and oh Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Um, For us, it was Door County, Wisconsin, which nobody has heard of, but is so beautiful. Water all around. It's a peninsula. And then Lake George in upstate New York was gorgeous. We let, we're big mountain and lake and water people. So then Camden, Maine. And so when I planned out my summer retreats for this year, women's writing retreats, I was like, okay, Door County and Camden, Maine, just because I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Now I'm going to be attending both now. That sounds fantastic. Soul. (laughs) I know like the location alone, you're just like, yes, check. Oh my gosh. So, so much in common. So How did you get from Colorado to Tucson? What was that journey like? Oh, yes. I am a Denver native, born and raised. I graduated from college and I wanted to go back to get my master's in creative nonfiction writing. And at the time, this was a while ago now, there were three colleges in the U.S. that offered it. 
One was in Denver. So no, I wanted to leave and go explore and experience something new. The other was in Vermont. And I just didn't have a big interest in that climate, honestly. Uh, And the third was in Phoenix. It was in Tempe, Arizona. And I, again, the same grandparents that I would travel around each summer with, we would always come down to Arizona and spend a week or so over winter break. And so I was absolutely in love with the desert. It has such a unique, magical healing energy. Have you been, Nadine? To mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right. Tucson. I was there a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was an easy decision for me. So I got my master's from ASU up in Phoenix and ended up living in Phoenix for five years because I just loved it so much. And as soon as I graduated with my master's, I immediately turned around and jumped into a yoga teacher training, which was completely unplanned. My parents were what, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Please get a job. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, dove headfirst into that. And just a quick kind of spoiler alert, and then I'll get back to Tucson. After I got my master's as well as my yoga teaching certification and was teaching 12 hot yoga classes a week, I was then dying to do something merging yoga and writing. And that's how Yogi Approved was born. So that's kind of a side note we'll come back to, I'm sure. But uh, fast forward to creating Yogi Approved, we stepped off the ledge and started full time with Yogi Approved. And at that point, I was an English professor and it was a crazy decision and it was so hard, but we took the leap. We moved back to Denver and decided to put down roots where we were from to build this business. Now, as you know, when van life happened because we lost our space, COVID hit, we were living in downtown Denver and it was a lot. It was just a lot to be living in a city and a loft building. You know, it was really stressful. And we were like, let's this is a great time to move and try something new. And we found a beautiful home in Tucson and here we are. It was easy decision because we had both lived in Arizona before. We knew how incredible it was. Frankly, it's way more affordable than Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we love it. It's been so healing for us to move. And of course I love Denver, but to go from a very hectic go, go, go city environment to now being in beautiful nature We're on the West side of Tucson, if you're familiar, it's, you know, very, um, expansive and just beautiful cactus in every direction. And it's been so healing for our souls. It's been really nice. Wow. Okay. So much to unpack. (laughs) I have a million questions to ask you. So (laughs) let's talk about the writing journey, first of all. So you had these little books of poetry and things when you were a little girl, and then you went to graduate school for this. And so what was the writing process like for writing your first book? You have two books out. And so the first one is Learn, Grow, Shift. And the second one is A Year of Self-Motivation for Women. Walk us through that whole process. (laughs) So I've always written, you know, ever since that first little book of poetry that I wrote back in third grade, I've just continued to fill up notebooks. And it was really cool. In fifth grade, I had a teacher who also helped me to publish my book of poetry that is still in the library of that elementary school. (laughs) So sweet. Uh, And so as I continue to get older, I just continued to write more and more in, you know, just filling up notebooks. Journaling became a huge day-to-day part of my life. It still is. And then I was the editor-in-chief of the high school newspaper and always kind of kept my foot somehow in writing. And then my master's program was so rewarding, 
such a fun and incredible journey. And for my thesis, I decided to pull everything from all that I'd written and make one kind of comprehensive volume. So that was an amazing practice for me. And long story short, a few years later, as I am now running Yogi Approved, I just had so much inspiration and sort of wisdom that I'd gained over the years through reading all of my, you know, favorite books and working with a lot of personal development people like Dr. Wayne Dyer and Eckhart Tolle and, you know, all these people. I just, there was something inside of me and I had to get it out. So one weekend I sat down to write my first book, Learn, Grow, Shift. And honestly, it just poured out of me. Like it had been festering inside for so long. And I knew that I wanted to create like a personal workbook. Mm -hmm. And so over the course of the weekend, I mapped it all out. And then the following weekend, I finished it. It was just like the quickest writing experience (laughs) of my my life, but it was because it had been so much buildup over the years, you know? And so that one was a passion project. I didn't care about anything other than getting it out there. So I went the self-publishing route. I wrote it and then I self-published through Amazon and then it's for sale through Amazon. And I also used my platform of Yogi Approved to sell it on there as well. So that was sort of the off the beaten path approach, like the chicken before the egg. I think that's a question for writers always is what do you do? Do you write the book and then try to pitch it, you know, to Mm -hmm. get picked up by a publisher? Do you get the deal first and then write it? Or do you just choose option C and you self-publish? So I'm glad I did it. I'm really grateful. It was an amazing experience and it allowed me to just get it out into the world. Yeah. And then moving into the second book, it was incredible how that worked out because I had been in touch with a publishing company for quite some time. COVID had happened and everything got kind of put on hold. And um, long story short, over the course of the next year, the book concept developed. They came back to me and ultimately I was offered the wonderful opportunity to write A Year of Self-Motivation for Women, which was a really perfect follow-up to the first book, Learn, Grow, Shift, which is a daily for 30 days companion of a practice and a journaling session, whereas a year of self-motivation for women is a year-long companion and much more condensed in that you pick it up every day and it's a short entry for you to read. And then every third day is a guided practice. So it's been a really fun journey to develop that, to develop that personal development (laughs) (laughs) that I've, I've really come to be so passionate about. Yeah. So Talk to us, a lot of the women in the community, especially women I've worked with and coached, they have published books during the pandemic. And so what did it look like to do promotional stuff during Mm -hmm. pandemic times with the book? What did you find was the most helpful to do? Yeah. You know, I'm so glad you asked that because it's something that not a lot of people think of until you're in it, right? Yeah. And it was a challenge for me at first because I knew ahead of time what the marketing plan would be. And that was really great of having a publisher was that, you know, as opposed to my first book where it was all up to me, which is a blessing and a curse, this one was very structured. I knew exactly what was expected of me and by when. And it was a heavy promotional period. And I at first was like, oh my gosh, who am I to be promoting, you know, this book when people are going through so much, you know, the world is in a huge state of turmoil, unfortunately. And so I was grappling with that internally. And I was very blessed to have a friend who has published four books. She's been a bestseller multiple times reach out to me and basically give me some tough love and say, Ashton, your launch is tepid. You need to 
step up and step into, you know, your power and talk about this book and not because it's about you and your success. It's because this book is helping other people. And therefore you are doing them a disservice to not step the hell up mm-hmm. and promote it and help get this valuable tool out to the world. Wow. <laughs> and I just told her, I said, thank you so much because I needed that kick in the booty and yeah. I was looking at it wrong, you know, and self-promotion can be scary regardless of the timing because we, you know, particularly as women, we are not always so prone to say, Hey, here I am. Look at me, buy my book, you know, support me, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But why not? Why aren't we, why shouldn't we be doing this? Because we are all incredibly unique individuals with so much to offer the world. And by stifling our voices of sharing what we have to offer, we're doing a disservice to who we would otherwise be helping, period. Mm-hmm. So so since then, <laughs> yeah. the promotion became, you know, quite, quite, I wouldn't say easy, but seamless. And it felt empowering and it felt good because I was coming from a different place. And yeah. I think that's so important to remember as writers that we pour so much of ourselves into what we're creating. And so we should equally show up for ourselves post-creation and now spreading the word about what we've done. Yeah. I'm so glad that you said all of those things because a (laughs) lot of it is that mental and emotional block around self-promotion. It's like, but if we think of it in terms of imagine our favorite authors who have created life-changing books for us, imagine that they were like, "Mm, I'm not going to share this with anyone. And then imagine the void and the loss. We never would have read that beautiful book and have had it had the impact that it had on us. And so I think that reversing the thought around it and putting it in the reader's perspective of like, they want to hear about this because it may help them and change their lives. Then that helps self-promotion not feel so icky, but more of offering and giving and spreading love. Oh, beautifully said precisely. And for many of us, I don't, maybe you relate to this Nadine, but for many of us, we're creatives, we're artists. And oftentimes that also comes with being an empath. So being very Mm -hmm. sensitive to, you know, the energy around us or other people's emotions and needs. And then you put on top of that as women we're and I know I'm not, I'm not trying to stereotype here, but Mm -hmm. we're so often also prone to kind of put everyone before us. And so the, you know, final product of this is that kind of playing small, like you said, that disconnect between creating, being that artist and then getting your gift out there, launching it once it's done. And that now we're also talking about the business of art, business of creating and writing, because that's an equal part in it too. I'm really glad we're talking about all this because I had been that to a T. Yeah. And the, you know, social media also, I think, plays a big part in this in that we're so inundated with so much promotion from every direction. This is me being inundated that (laughs) you almost don't want to add to the chatter. So, or at least that was me. So anyway, yes. (laughs) Mm. And it's great too, to think about giving and offering because on Yogi Approved, like you're publishing articles by other writers. So talk to us a bit about how that came to be. Like, how, how did you devise of the concept? And then actually, how have you made it work? Yeah, thank you. I do get asked often, 
Ashton, why did you create almost more of a, well, yeah, it is a public platform as opposed to your platform, right? So is instead of making it Ashton approved or whatever, or mm-hmm. only offering my online yoga classes, opening it up to the community of so many other teachers and writers. And it's because that diversity, that ability to uplift other people's voices is the best gift that I've ever been given, as well as the best opportunity for me to be of service to the global community. And I can offer a lot and I love to write and I love to teach. And I also love finding other people who do too. And what that's created has been this incredible community of a huge, diverse range of writers with different wisdom to bring to the table, you know, from different parts of the world and from different backgrounds and specialties, um, as well as our teachers. It's the same model for both. When we first started back in 2015, that decision was made then to make this my outlet to be able to share my writing and my knowledge and my passion, as well as creating this digital magazine, as you said, for other writers to share their voice too. Because as a young girl too, I always thought maybe I'd write for a magazine, maybe I'd be a journalist, you know, and then I got really disheartened by the whole (laughs) journalism once I got older and realized what that really entailed. But that that journalistic element, because I'm the content director. So now I get to be the editor role that I love so much and oversee all of the content and also be able to work with all these incredible writers. It's like going to college all over again. The amount of information I have learned, we have three more than 3,000 articles on the website. I've edited, assigned, you know, read every single one. And oh, Nadine, it's been so much fun. Such a fun yeah. seven years. <laughs> Busy, yeah. A lot of work, let's not lie, but yeah. fun. Yeah. And I'm thinking about writers who are listening, if they have like a wellness focused article, what do you think is the best process for them? Like if they're interested in either pitching or writing an article for Yogi Approved, what what advice would you give? Yeah, we do have a contribute tab on the website. And so anyone can go visit yogiapproved.com and check out the writing guidelines. And that's where you can submit your first piece and everything. And in order to do that, and this applies to Yogi Approved or any online publication that you're interested in writing for, it's so key to simply read the guidelines because so often it's clear that they haven't been read and, you know, it's like a resume, right? You want to submit something that's polished and refined and is the best reflection of yourself and your abilities. Um, So please start there. (laughs) Yes. And I know that sounds so simple. And then otherwise, it's always really good to be familiar with the website. So to take a moment to kind of flip through the different articles we have to offer or the site that you want to submit to, and then look at what topics that you have knowledge on that you could write on in a new way that hasn't yet been covered. And for a perfect example, if I can share Nadine. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, go for it. (laughs) Uh, So as you mentioned earlier, she and I connected through Yogi Approved at first and you wanted to write an article on Yoga Nidra. And so she submitted the topic, which was uh, how to build your own Yoga Nidra nest at home. And she just, Nidra nest, please (laughs) tell me everything. And can I lay in that right now? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so having a creative topic, having something unique to offer goes so, so far. And probably by the time that this podcast is published, your article will have also been published live on our website. And we're so excited to share that. But yes, for anyone that's listening, if you're on this podcast and you're listening to us and you're excited to contribute to Yogi Approved, you can hit that contribute tab or you can just email me directly. I would love to connect with you and hear more about what you're doing and see how we can support each other. Yeah. So I don't know if Nadine, you want to leave my email in the contact notes or whatever, but yeah, I would yeah. definitely love to extend that offer. Yeah. We'll put all the links in the show notes for sure. I just think what I love is that most of the women that I talk to are just really generous. Mm-hmm. So I think what can be rough about the writing world is, and the wellness world, the wellness industry is when we think of it as a competitive space rather than a collaborative space. Mm. And I have found that the most good karmic energy and love comes from collaborating with Mm. each other and just being generous with time and connecting people. Like that's, that's what open doors opens doors for everyone. And that's how doors were open for us because somebody said, sure. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So the collaboration is key. So let me ask just a couple last questions here. One is that, okay, so you have the Yogi approved the writing side, but then you also have all these classes online as well. So tell us a bit more about that. Yes. I will start by saying I loved your collaboration over competition. I say this all the time. For me, I say community over competition and it's the same, same. It means so much to me, especially as women, you know, hopefully gone are the days where we feel competitive with each other. It's so empowering, impactful, and uplifting to connect with and to support and mutually uplift other women. That's been the biggest gift to me with Yogi Approved is doing precisely that. My closest, dearest, best friends have come through collaborating together in this space. And it's incredible. And the power that comes from doing that and supporting each other. So I just had to acknowledge what you said. It was very key. And I, as you were getting all the snaps over here. So, (laughs) so you have Yogi approved like digital magazine, but then you also have classes. So talk to us about that. Yeah. So we started Yogi approved first as the magazine. And then several years later, we brought in YA classes because we had started to do some yoga videos on YouTube. And this was kind of earlier in when not everyone in the world was doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so we gained the knowledge of how to create yoga videos. And so that's when we decided, Hey, let's create a online yoga platform because at that point also, there were not a ton of memberships out there. And I wanted to create like a virtual online yoga studio feel. Because this was back in 2017, back before everyone was doing that as well. So it became this really fun way of just like all of my writers being able to collaborate and work with incredible teachers. And we have been doing it ever since. And it's been such an amazing offering to the community. I can't tell you how many messages we received during COVID. Oh my gosh, Nadine, it was like, Mm -hmm. it gave me life to hear Mm -hmm. people that were in total lockdown, you know, around the world, many people couldn't even leave their homes. And they were saying how our videos were what kept them going each and every day. 
you know, I could cry right now. It was just, it was so, so meaningful to hear. So that's been a huge gift. In addition, as you mentioned, every class a member completes helps to plant a food producing tree in West Africa. And what's really exciting about that is not only have we planted almost 300,000 trees. Ah, Wow. Uh, but they're food producing trees for these farming communities and their families. And so it's helping to create more sustainable farming practices for these communities, in addition to providing food and planting trees and giving back to the planet. So it's been a really amazing initiative because I believe altruism should be a key pillar in any business. And it certainly is in mine. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. And so a listener might sit there and go, holy crap. She's doing so much. (laughs) Like, when do you create time for rest? What does self-care look like for you? What, what does it mean for you to step away? And can you, can you at all step away Mm. from all of it? (laughs) If you were asking 2019 Ashton, can you step away? The answer would be no, I can't. And it was unhealthy and it wasn't sustainable. Um, I am an overachiever and it just is in my blood, you know, but I don't glorify that anymore because I certainly used to glorify it. And that is where the unhealthy, you know, lack of self-care and balance came from. So post hitting my complete mental health rock bottom, uh, two summers ago, I made the shift because I was forced to, to put my self-care first and it's a non-negotiable for me now. And I, I will not accept anything less because I saw how badly the burning the candle from both ends for years affected my mental health, my relationships, you know, it was not a good situation. So self-care or soul care is so necessary for every single person on the earth, period, full stop. In addition, though, when we are having a career, when we are writing and trying to put out books, many of us are parents, spouses, you know, all of these things. It's so key to keep our own cup filled in order to give our very best and fill others' cups. And when we don't keep our own cup filled, we're no longer able to be supportive to our endeavors, to our projects, to our people. It's that simple. And it's not that simple to carve out time for self-care. That's quite Mm -hmm. challenging. Let's be super honest. But I also want to say that self-care is not a privilege. It's a birthright. And that's the same with wellness. Wellness is not, you know, reserved for a lucky few. It's not, it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm now talking about wellness and self-care simultaneously, and that these need to be our non-negotiables in order to truly thrive in life. It's mindset, it's day-to-day routine, and it's, like I said, making it a complete non-negotiable. We got to schedule it in like we would a meeting. You know, we've got to, we've got to take the time. So what that looks like for me is I don't kill myself getting up at the crack of dawn. Granted, I do have the privilege of not having to for a specific Mm -hmm. job, but for my life and for my lifestyle, I have made specific choices that will nourish me, mind, body, spirit, and help me to thrive, which is allowing myself to sleep, you know, until seven 30, getting up, having like a nice meditation practice, my ritual of brewing a cup of coffee, drinking a glass of water, doing something to move my body and then starting my day. I can't say enough how taking that time, and it could be 10 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it's whatever you've got, 
Mm-hmm. And it does, also doesn't have to be in the morning. One of my best friends is a total night owl. And for her, this would just sound like completely nasty, impossible. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. But at night, that's where she'll, you know, do all of these for her. So my point is, I'm offering up my personal example and self-care routine to show that it's completely customizable. It's also so crucial that you do it. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It's just crucial that you create the routine and stick to it, please. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm so glad you talked about that because from the outside, I think people can see business owner, author, she's doing all these things, planting trees in Africa. Like what doesn't she do? (laughs) And and so it's really important for people to understand that on the back end, you're creating really strong boundaries to protect that self-care time. So if you'll, as we wind down, if you wouldn't mind saying just a couple more things about like, what does it look like to kind of hit that rock bottom? And how did you know, like something's got to change and what helped heal? Mm. You said a keyword there, which was boundaries. I think I was lacking boundaries with myself before. Mm. I think that, I think that for many of us, many of us can relate to what I'm going to say, which is we hold ourselves to unrealistically high standards. We are not kind to ourselves if we don't meet said standards Mm -hmm. and it creates sort of a ripple effect of unworthiness and self-degradation and all of these things that are not serving our highest good, let alone our ability to be productive and creative and enjoy our lives, you know? And so what it looked like to hit rock bottom was a gradual decline, right? Like the proverbial frog in the boiling water that was more and more uncomfortable and more and more obvious and less and less allowing to be ignored. That was great grammar, Ashton. Nice. But you know, you get the (laughs) point. Um, Until one day, literally, I just had a full meltdown, full breakdown, Mm -hmm. panic attack, like full on anxiety. I've lived with high functioning anxiety my entire life. And I, you know what I was doing, um, preventatively meditation, journaling, trying to keep a steady yoga practice. It became not enough because Mm -hmm. the rest of my life was screaming at me to slow down, stop trying to get 50 million things done at once and to actually take care of my damn self so that I could in the long term. It's literally what I talk to yoga students about, right? We take care of our bodies so that as we continue to get older, our bodies continue to be able to perform and do what we need them to do. Why do we feel like it's any different with our minds? Right. I know. (laughs) Anything, it's more important with mental, so then that can trickle down to physical. And so I was in a terrible, terrible place. And frankly, I'm glad because I (laughs) was being so stubborn that I wasn't able to see it until it got to that point. So I brought myself to that point. And for anyone listening who's like, oh, girl, I feel you. I can relate. Please don't be me. Please learn from my terrible mistake Mm -hmm. and help yourself before it gets to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I got to that point that I was so upset, I had this breakthrough and I'll never forget it because I was staying in Southern California and I walked down to the beach by myself and it was a blinding sunset, gorgeous. And I just stood there. I was, Oh, I was, Oh, all in my feelings, you guys. But I stood there and I just looked at the sun and I was like, what am I going to do different Ashton? What am I going to do to change now? And I made a deal with myself in front of that sunset 
angry, arms crossed, you know, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to be my personal advocate. I am going to create those hard boundaries around what's non-negotiable in my life. And I'm going to stick to it. And then I thought, okay, what can I actually do that would make a change? Well, I can stop forcing myself out of bed at 6 a.m. to immediately chug as much coffee as possible and get as much done as possible. And I'm going to be kinder to myself. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it takes a lot to admit all of this as someone who is a leader in the wellness space. Mm -hmm. And yet it's only when we go through these challenges ourselves that we can really speak about them from a place of having experienced them. Exactly. Exactly. I really don't think I know any wellness experts who haven't had a rock bottom or very difficult moment. That usually is the thing that really kind of wakes us up for Mm. sure. And so what is giving you hope right now? And this could be something super silly or serious, but what gives you hope these days? Yeah. So two parts. Internal hope is, you know, for me and me alone is that it's taking it one day at a time, you know, cause it's mm-hmm. so easy to get wrapped up in things we could have done better in the past or getting really nervous about the future. Just being like, okay, you know what, Ashton, here's what we're going to focus on today. And then tomorrow's a new day and we're going to get up and we're going to do it again. You know, like a very mindful kind of middle path approach. Um, has been great for my sense of hope day to day. And, you know, as we mentioned earlier, the world is in so much turmoil that it's, it's very important that we're focusing on our mental health. All, sometimes all we can control is ourselves. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes the best thing we can do is to simply focus on ourselves and take care of ourselves. If we are going to show up and be of support and impact to the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Then in terms of my hope, you know, outward, more of a broader sense, my hope is in focusing on showing up and being of service the best I can. And that's what gives me hope to carry forward is if I can meet people on the yoga mat and give them a class where they come away feeling peaceful and calm and quiet for a moment. Amazing. This fills me up so much. If I know that my book has touched a woman's life and it has given her a sense of motivation, inspiration, and a feeling supported Perfect. You know, so I'm focusing on what I can do and be of service and offer up to the world. And that fills me up with a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. And I think what I've heard a lot about today talking to you is in the midst of different adversity, you've gone, okay, well, my lease isn't getting renewed. You know, the building is going away. What do we do instead? Okay. This, this place isn't working out anymore. What do we do instead? So a lot of the goodness that I think we're seeing from the outside has come from places of like hardship, right. That you've mastered. So I think that people will be inspired by that for sure. So if people want to find you, please tell them where to find you and any last things you wanted to say. Yes. Well, one thing I would love to share on a final note of, you know, the art of pivoting, because, you know, the one thing that's constant in life is change as we all know know it (laughs) Um, is, you know, if I can offer one final short anecdote is uh, when I found out that I got this book deal for a year of self-motivation for women, I was just starting the writing process. And then I got the news that a very close loved one in my life passed away unexpectedly. Mm 
Mm. And then a month later, another very close person in my life that had been my mentor also passed away unexpectedly. Mm. And it was devastating as any loss always is. And yet once, you know, I processed the loss, it became, I was able to channel a lot of that into this book, you know, and a lot of the messaging that's in it is around these insights, these takeaways that were coming to me as I was, you know, writing through the grief. And it's just like we talked about with everything else. It's we, we teach and we speak from, and we create from what we've learned. And ultimately many of our life lessons come through the challenges, the tribulations, not the times where everything is happy and sunshine and rainbows. And so I wanted to offer that up in that regardless of what happens, it's less a matter of what is happening and more a matter of how do we choose to respond. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I wanted to just offer that up that something so heavy became something so beautiful in the writing of my book. And I just wanted to offer that up. I know that we're all going through it, you know, from time to time. And when you are in those moments of everything's great, awesome, enjoy it. And when you're in those moments of, oh my goodness, I am really going through it right now. And whew, it's really hard to see where I'm going to come out the other side. Stay with it, stay the course, because you know that this is your teacher. It's the lesson is here to bring you something. And ultimately I, you will transmute it into gold. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. So tell people where to find you. Of course, you can find me on yogiapproved.com. And while you're there, please check out Nadine's Nidra Nest article. (laughs) Uh, You can also connect with me directly through my own website, which is ashtonaugust.com. And through my social channels, my name is I am Ashton August. So please do connect with me. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode, hear your own personal writing journeys. Um, And for any of you who are interested in practicing yoga with me, you know that I am on YouTube under the Yogi Approved channel, but we also have a lovely YA Classes membership. I would be happy to offer a discount code to your listeners, Nadine. And um, I'm sure that will be in the comment notes as well. Give us a try and help us plant some trees. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashton. This has been so great. Thank you. Thank you. I've very much enjoyed the conversation and I hope that it has been impactful. So thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. Ah, isn't Ashton so inspiring? If you loved this episode, go ahead and take a screenshot of it and tag us on Instagram and just let us know what your favorite takeaways were or any feedback, comments you have. I'm at Nadine Kenny Johnstone. Ashton is at I am Ashton August. And let us know what you loved from today. Share it with a friend. It means the world to us. I put all of Ashton's information in the show notes so you can check out her book. You can check out Yogi Approved YA classes. Uh, You won't be disappointed with all of the goodness that she is a part of. And then as a reminder, I am leading my women's writing retreat this summer in Camden, Maine, August 7th through 11th. It is going to be such a soul nourishing time. So it's all women. We have a house that we rented that's right on the water. Yes, Oceanside. It has its own private beach as well. Uh, There will be time for journaling, writing, meditation, 
yoga nidra there will be time to explore nature on the water we'll take a little trip to the adorable camden downtown which is just full of shops and restaurants right on the marina you're going to meet an incredible sacred sisterhood of women who i'm sure will become friends by the end of your time together it's just going to be such a soul nourishing time i hope you can join us there are only a couple of spots left so you can check that out on my website at nadinekennyjohnstone.com slash retreats Thank you, as always, to Michelle Rado, my producer, who has her own inspiring podcast called Daring to Tell that you'll want to check out. Remember, everyone, every heart has a story and every story has a heart. Thanks for listening today. See you next week.